We are Unqualified Parenting. We're here to do the work researching topics so that you don't have to. We're a dad and a mom aiming to bring you our own unique perspective from our two very different blended families. Hello, Jen. Hello. How are you? I'm happy that we get to do this in person. It's podcast time. Yeah. Yay. Do you want to tell people what happened this so week? I got a cotton swab pushed all the way back so, to my brain. Jen's work requires her to come in. And when this all started, they had a coronavirus scare. They had an outside vendor come in. And they were in your office and other people's mm-hmm. offices, and they ended up testing positive. And so, or no, they no, he ended up testing negative. Uh, that's right, that's right. You guys thought he had symptoms, closed your work down, tested, he came back negative. Yes. Well, this week, there was a it's, positive. It's only Tuesday. So this week, Jen was at work and. Got told, go home, get tested if you have any symptoms. And I do have a slight sore throat, so thought I better go get tested. It was really creepy because there's tents set up outside. So let's talk about this. So you get told, Jen, you got to get tested. I got to be honest with you. If someone told me that, my first thought would go to like an STD. Like, because that's what like getting tested used to mean. Like, yeah, call up your, your, partners or your past whatever and tell them they need to get tested now you get told you need to get tested and it's it it very different yeah so they tell you because i really want to break this down because it's i don't know it's rare for us to know somebody who had to go get tested. i know we were just talking about like the other day oh it's weird because i don't actually know anybody that's had it or it hasn't affected anybody yeah yeah so you get told you got to go get tested what went through your mind Firstly, I was annoyed because this is stupid because in Utah, we have amazing numbers. Only 1% of people that are positive die from it. So at first I was like angry at the system because this is dumb. What are the odds that this is going to actually do anything to any of us anyway? And I should just be able to fucking work and I just want to do my job and I don't want to go home. doesn't give a shit about you. No, it doesn't. (laughs) So... My husband's awesome, and he had the number on hand and sent it to me immediately and said, call this. They'll tell you how to get tested. So I called it. Yes, he's, like, looking up, like, X's on his phone. <laughs> Who's going to be next? <laughs> I'm going to have to find a new wife. i, I got to <laughs> find one that looks like my daughter. i got to. So I call that number, and um, if you're really freaked out and you want to get the test done because you've been exposed to somebody who's positive but you don't have symptoms, you could game the system by just saying that you have a sore throat. That's actually, that's actually what I've read doctors advise you do, is a lot of people are having trouble getting tested. So they advise you just tell the testing center, I have all the symptoms and I've been exposed to someone who's at it. They're not going to fact check you. They're yeah. just going to test you. So I, I woke up with a sore throat and I'd had a fire the night before. I had a fire outside with some neighbors, social distancing fire. It was really fun. And so I kind of assumed it was a sore throat from that. But when they call and they said, do you have, are you trouble breathing? No, do you have this? And then when they said sore throat, I said, yes. And they said, 
all right, uh, this is your closest location for your insurance. Go here, go to the parking lot on the top floor because it's one of those like parking places and you're going to see white tents and you're going to pull up. Where was it? It was at the U of U in Sugar House. Okay. So I pull up and they say, do not roll down your window. And there's people like in hazmat suits, like you're a fucking leper already. And they have you hold your driver's license ID, like press it to the window How so weird. that they can look up your that name. That feels so like alien. It made me want to cry because I'm just like holding my identity up to this like astronaut looking it, person. Isn't there a scene in Outbreak where they're like, it's who, who's in it? Who's in Outbreak? Who's the guy? I always forget that guy's name that's in the movie Outbreak. I don't remember Outbreak. But there's like a scene where they like drive up into like this like quarantine area. And yeah, it's like guys in like astronaut suits and, you know, you got to see your badge and don't breathe or (laughs) fart. So uh, since I was pre-screened on the phone, um, they, you know, let me go through to the tent people and they, you know, verify who you are. And it's funny because they have this cotton swab and they... They say, I'm going to push this in your nose. It's going to go really far back. Don't pull your head back. Now, I've heard, like, like I've read accounts of people that are like, I took my mom to get tested, and she screamed bloody murder the whole time. <laughs> you know, or, like, people don't, like, because there's, like, there's some testing centers that don't go all the way. And so, like, they've had a lot of, like, false positives mm. and false negatives or whatever. I've been told they got to go, like, all the way oh yeah it's it looks like it's about five to six inches and my boss who's awesome he always films everything he videoed himself getting tested and i'm glad i saw that after i'd had it done Mm. because she's whole like she's pinching it between her fingers probably four inches back from the cotton swab and pushes it all the way up to her fingers slides her fingers back another couple inches it and then pushes it more i watched the video yeah. <laughs> I don't normally cringe at things. Like, I watch, like, Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, I can't like, do that. You know, before any procedure I have to have, I usually watch a video of, like, whatever surgery it's going to be. I cringed when I saw how far that <laughs> I didn't realize there's that much, like, that. F- I didn't know it I'm could not gonna go swear, that far back. That thing went into the back seat. Like, like I saw it. She was, like, wiping the window. <laughs> Through his skull. So after I saw that, I was thinking maybe that's really why they have you stay in your car because you can't pull your head back. It's against a fucking headrest. You, there's nowhere for you to go. So they tell you, I'm going to put it in and hold it in for five seconds and I have to twist it. That's what he so said. They, <laughs> so they push it all the way in and then they sit and twist it and twist it and twist it for five now, seconds. Okay, so they're back there and they're basically scraping the back of your nasal where did it feel like it was touching? Because I've heard different reports from different people saying, like, I have never felt anything touch that part of my body. I didn't ever. I it felt like under my brain. That's probably. I mean, that's right where it was. Yeah, like I didn't know my nose could go back that far. <laughs> I don't know if there's a special brain flap back there that it slides. After through. the test, did you totally forget elementary school? Like, <laughs> yeah. totally wiped out your memories. <laughs> Um, I had a flu test done not too long ago and they go straight up your nose Mm -hmm. and twist a bit and it's pretty fast and uncomfortable, but this one, they go like backwards. I don't even know where it goes. I know this is gross. As a kid, I used to snort noodles (laughs) and pull them out of my mouth and then like kind of floss. 
That's disgusting. In and out. So, I mean, I basically had a coronavirus test. There you go. With a wet noodle. (laughs) So, then they tell you self-isolate, and I have a toddler. Good luck with that. So, So, like, like you get done with your test, and then, yeah, you, like, how did you, like, I guess, like, like, what was your thought process? Like, I got to go home, and I got a kid that does not want to be away from me. Yeah. She just wants to be all up in my business all the time. And plus, she was at daycare, and now she's possibly infected if I am. So I told my daycare provider, I'm, I'm going to come get her. And then on my way there, I'm like, duh, stupid. You just got fucking tested for coronavirus. Go to a daycare. That sounds really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, walk so, in there, sneeze on things, <laughs> touch all the kids. Cough on everybody. Give everyone a kiss. Uh, so then I called my husband, and I, I can't do that can you go get her so we had to stop working and go pick her up and bring her home and everything I'd go to do I I went for a run which was nice and then I thought oh I'll stop by the store which is really close to my house I could buy some cookies literally a place called the store yeah (laughs) and I, I surprised my husband often with cookies or donuts from there can't do that you can't do anything even in your own house so when I heard you know, we'll probably all eventually get it. We'll have to be isolated. You just think, I'm going to be isolated from society. You do not think about isolating yourself from your family. And all right. the little privileges that you have now, such as running to the store mm-hmm. or, you know, going to a drive through or picking your kid up from daycare. Which I'm going to be honest with you. There was a good while over the past couple of years where all I wanted to do is just be left alone at home and not have to do anything or go anywhere. Because as you know, I'm still battling depression. But yeah, yeah, it no, no, but I have that now. It it's not no, it's not cool. So like, what's your what's your quarantine plan at home? So we didn't have one because I guess we figured we'd deal with it when it happened. Yeah. And then I realized, like, Steve was trying to hold Finley back from me, and she was screaming and pushing against him because she just wanted a hug, and she kept, like, holding her arms out to me. And he'd already uh, changed her diaper and fed her and done all the things while trying to work full time while I sat on my ass in my bedroom, which feels great. Uh, And finally, like, I felt so bad because she couldn't hug me. I was like, okay, are we going to do this for two full weeks? Because if not, we might as well stop now and i'm gonna put my mask on and wash my hands and then i can hug her and what's scary is they've got that like inflammatory response going around with these little kids that's like kawasaki disease and they don't know what the hell it is yeah, but they know it's, it's caused by coronavirus so like that's scary yeah so i mostly hung out with her either outside or i would isolate myself to my bedroom yeah and other than that i would see her in passing I was sanitizing different areas of the house, but we mostly tried to just keep her away, but it's unrealistic for two weeks. Oh, yeah. I feel like the, even if she were to get it and she'd be kind of sick, the odds of her getting really sick are so low that the stress it right. would cause the whole family of me trying to not be around here was greater than that. Right. And people might think differently. But the thing you, you got to calculate it on your own, yeah. you got to figure it out on your own. Kind of like uh, when Mikkel and I were thinking about having a baby, we were talking to our family care provider about it. 
And my wife's like, you know, am I okay if I have like a glass of wine? And she's like, yeah, off the record. Yeah, have a glass of wine a week. No big deal. It's a calculated risk. Mm -hmm. But no one who has just one glass of wine a week causes any damage. Mm -hmm. Now, if you up that to a glass a day, then probably. Yeah. And so limit your exposure. Yeah, or some people, they don't drink at all while they're trying to get pregnant. I drank right up until I knew I was and then stopped and didn't again. But again, everyone's different. Like some people think during conception and during those few weeks while you're still drinking and you have a baby, like that could be really detrimental. And you just, you have to adjust the situation to your lifestyle to survive through it. Again, don't take advice from anyone. Thanks for tuning into our parenting advice podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, you know your family, you know yourself, you know the risk. Yeah. But... I'm negative. You're negative. So I finally, oh, I got so sick of wearing that mask. Oh, oh I didn't tell you about the lady on my walk. No. I was walking by myself, mm-hmm. trying not to be depressed, thinking this is going to be my life for two weeks. Would you have moments of like crying, moments of anger, and then moments of just whatever, this is what it is, now we deal with it. <laughs> All the steps of acceptance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was walking. And she stopped in the middle of the side because I started going towards the road to go around her to give her a wide berth because I don't know if yeah. I'm negative or positive at this point. Yeah. And she looks to be in her late 60s and her hair is about half an inch long. Okay. Which is weird. Right. So I was going so around like her. past chemo or something, something mm-hmm. weird. Or just like short hair. Past chemo. So she stands like... In the middle of the sidewalk, clearly waiting for me to walk up to her. I'm going to miss you up, fucker. So I stop <laughs> 10 feet away because yeah. I'm not going to even six feet. Is <laughs> you guys just have a standoff yeah. on the sidewalk? So I just stared at her and she's like, <laughs> are you walking by yourself? <laughs> I said, yeah. It's like a Mexican standoff. <laughs> like so awkward. Like you both like pull out switchblades. And, and I was listening to my zombies run, of course, which made it even more creepy. Because <laughs> uh, why are you going to eat me? Like what's happening? So, so then she says, after a long, awkward pause, it's a nice day out today. And I yeah, said, creepy. that's why I'm walking. It's really nice and I want to get out. And she's like, I'm not contagious, you know. I had chemotherapy my cancer's gone, but even even when I had it, I'm I'm okay. I'm not contagious. You guys are like trying to convince each and other <laughs> you're not trying to kill each other. Yeah. And I said, I'm not worried about you. I might be contagious. I don't want to do that to you. So I'm staying away from you to protect you. And she's like, oh, ha, ha, and kind of waved me off and then went to go in her house. But I'm like, you just covered from chemo and you're going to come up and talk to almost a complete stranger yeah i think i've talked to her once before maybe two years ago but this is the people that frustrate me because i'm already wearing a mask when i go out i already was like oh well i wouldn't have spread it to anybody because i'm careful but then there's people like that that are just gonna come chat you up after they just recovered from cancer and are like grandmas yeah i can't like like i had to go to home depot the other day And I can't tell you how many people over the age of maybe 50 weren't wearing any mask at all. And looking at me like I'm the crazy person (laughs) to have a mask on. And I want, like, people don't understand the mask doesn't protect you. It protects others from you. Mm -hmm. 
So don't look at me like I'm an idiot for wearing a mask. You should thank me. <laughs> I'm helping me. you, you dipshit. I'll have to send you. I read this. There's there's a website that was put together by an epidemiologist, and she kind of breaks down all the environments we find ourselves in on a daily basis. And she references studies done in those environments, and she breaks down what your risks are, what your risks are in an office, what your risks are in a restaurant, hmm. a bathroom. That's and she, interesting. And she breaks all this stuff down. So like like on the restaurant one, she has like a diagram that shows where everyone's sitting. And she's like, the infected person sat here. They had air conditioning blowing this way. Everyone downwind got infected. And two people upwind got what? infected. Or like she'll break down like a bathroom. Like bathrooms, I've been told, like you should never use anyone else's bathroom because it's such a high touch environment. You well, also, supposedly, coronavirus lives in fecal matter four to five months after you've had it. Four to five months. Yep. And bathrooms That's not are, confirmed, are usually by the way. lower temperature than the rest of your house because it's usually all, you know, tile and ceramic and the virus loves the cold. But, but she broke down what the risk is being outside and walking past somebody or walking and? behind a jogger or a cyclist, and? and she's like, your risk is almost zero. That's and, what I thought. Unless you're in a big group. Yeah. If you're in a big group, then your risk is there. But if you're not, I mean, the heat, the heat will dry, you know, the outer shell of the virus, and the virus won't be able to stay alive. You've got wind. You've got, you've got all this stuff. And she, like, broke down, like, going shopping at, like, Costco is a very low risk to the shopper. It's a big open area. They've got a lot of air movement. Mm-hmm. You know, they're limiting people, so you're not around people. For the workers, it's a high-risk environment because they're there more often, mm-hmm. longer, and they're exposed to people. And they have to be closer contact. But, you know, so she, she breaks out. She's like, look, if you're outside, if you're not in a big group, and you're just doing whatever, you're fine. You're totally fine. So I went on a hike on Sunday, and it was pretty hot. It was like, what, 80 on Sunday, something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was warm. I didn't wear a mask. And, you know, I'm hiking or whatever, and I keep seeing tons of people with masks walking past me, and they're, like, glaring at me. But the wind was gusting at, like, 30 <laughs> miles common an hour. Sense. Some of this is, like, common sense, people. Like, like, the entire, and I was just, like, I wanted to tell them, like, like you're, you're all, to- like, like, I stopped at, like, the peak of where I went hiking, and it was gusting 50, and literally <laughs> blew me over. And I want to tell people, like, you're totally fine, like, like our passing is such a tiny window. You're okay. Mm-hmm. You're okay outside. Unless you're in a big group, you're, you're more than likely okay. Now, take that with a grain of sand. Do not take any advice from our podcast. I will not be held responsible if you do get whatever, right? Because things change, right? <laughs> yeah. Because like, Constantly. What, like, like three weeks ago, it was don't wear masks and now it's wear masks. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link and I'll put the link in the show notes. So you can read it. But she updates it daily if things change, if there's a new case of like a restaurant. That's or, awesome. But she broke down like restaurants, bathrooms, churches, like like the choir. I don't know if you heard about the choir, the old choir practice. And they were all singing for like an hour. Oh, Steve mentioned that. And like 68 out of And if you're projecting your voice, then it makes it so you're yeah. more we're, uh, we're talking like contagious. particles, like normal speech. Maybe a few thousand particles. And she said like an infectious dose, I'll have to check, is either 10,000 or 100,000 particles as an infectious dose. Mm. That's why grocery store workers are at such a high risk because they're getting a little dose all day uh, and it can build up. But yeah, anyways. Interesting. 
So you had a Mexican standoff. Yeah. With someone with who like might have been key. immunocompromised. Yes. And she's like, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going <laughs> I'm kill to kill you. you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it was so awkward. That's I went home weird. after that because I, I was nervous that some other person was going to come and try to chat me up. Yeah. Look, <sighs> just go for your walks, go for a run, hop on the bike, do your thing. Social distance. If you want to stop and talk to somebody... Do a Mexican standoff. That's totally fine. <laughs> but look, you're probably safe outside without your mask on. If you're going for a run, going for a jog, taking the dog for a walk, like, yeah. like give yourself a little freedom. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was really nice to be out of the house without a mask and on. I think what was freaking me out the most that I might have the coronavirus was that we never talked about how we were going to quarantine if one of us had it. Yeah, we've got, we have a very detailed quarantine <laughs> plan at my house. And it, if it's basically our garage. So we bought a really nice tent last year. We've got like a cot with an inflatable queen size mattress. So our plan is if someone gets it, set up the tent in the garage with the cot, with everything. We have an air conditioner in there that we Ooh. can set at the bottom of like the garage door and just put it up a little bit so it can be nice and cool. It's got electricity. What so, if they have to poo? Um, you know, I've got a Home Depot bucket in there. <laughs> you know, so like the plan is if I get it, I quarantine in the garage. My wife gets it, she quarantines in the garage. If my daughter gets it, I quarantine with For her. For two weeks though? In the garage. Does the Wi-Fi reach? Um, the Wi-Fi reaches. The neighbor behind the garage, he has a Comcast hotspot that you can connect to really easy so it's got wi-fi it's got electricity put a tv out there video games you know it, mm-hmm. it like it really won't be hard like so like, yours is the opposite of one of my other friends who has a toddler as well they decided if one of them gets it they were going to family quarantine just the whole just group. everyone pretty much has it we have a toddler how else do you do it right uh, my situation's different, as is some of yours, because you probably have stepkids mm-hmm. that come over some of the time. Mm-hmm. So then you have to make a choice whether you're going to take your toddler and leave to a hotel for a couple nights, mm-hmm. which I was maybe going to do, so that your spouse can spend time with their bio kid. Right. Or they might go and visit them at a park or something. Well, parks are closed. But yeah, that that was going to be another choice when we had to figure that out. But I think having kind of a preliminary plan in mind now mm-hmm. before you might get it will help ease it your mind. When takes you, away some of the panic. Yeah. Because you're just like, I know what we're doing. The unknown is, the is what scares you. Oh, yeah. But if you're going to get in a fight about it with your spouse, then no need until it happens. But right. I would recommend bringing it up. I mean... You should have a plan if there's an earthquake. You should have a plan if you have a house fire. You, I mean, you should have these plans and your kids should know about them. You know, our, our plan, if some big emergency happens and we get separated as a family, there's a grocery store a block and a half away. We're all going to meet in the parking lot and we've got a code word. If someone comes up to my daughter and doesn't say the code word, you don't go with them. You don't do nothing. And that's, yeah. a, you know, so we have like a, that's like that's our smart. emergency location. We should have an emergency location. Yeah. Just make it somewhere that's really easy to get to. That's very public. Okay. And then, yeah. And then just have a code word. Growing up, we always had a code word. Never mm. had to use it. But 
That's good. Yeah. I think I had one, but I forgot what it was. That way, if like you can't go pick them up and your family can't go pick them up, yeah, you can have a friend down. go. You know, mm-hmm. but scary. Well, I'm glad you're negative. Me too. You're always negative. I know. Always. That that brings us to our topic, though. Yay! We're gonna compare life for kids in the 1918 quarantine Spanish flu pandemic. You know, it's really hard for kids. Yeah. You know, adults, you know, we're okay seeing, you know, three or four adults a day. And we're fine with that. Kids are used to seeing hundreds of other kids and tons of activities. We don't have any control either. Yeah. They just have to go along with what we decide we're comfortable with or not comfortable with. They don't get a choice. Yep. We wear a mask because I say we wear a mask. Yep. And we don't touch anything unless we're going to buy it. And we use hand sanitizer. As Cody pulls some out, which of his butt, like we were really short on hand sanitizer. But I remember, like all these cycling events I've done, they give you free hand sanitizer. So I literally bet they regret that now. These little sanitizers. That's awesome. But it is cool. We saw where where were we? We were in. I think we were in Costco, and they had bottles of hand sanitizer made by the local distilleries. Ooh. So they're like in whiskey bottles That's and cool. vodka bottles. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, like I think I'm going to buy one just to have it as like a. Keep it. When I was your age, <laughs> this is, we drank our hand sanitizer. <laughs> uh, right. According to Trump. So, so I have a few articles. So I just want to cite who wrote these articles that I'm stealing all their information from. Which or that, articles written in 1918 or now? Uh, are these now-ish. Dead? Okay. Mostly now. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are actually researching it now because they're using a lot of what they've found to kind of dictate what we do today. Now, when was the Great Depression? I Great Depression? Yeah. I don't, I don't know I don't, when that I'm not, was. I'm not great on dates. You're not I a mean, Great Depression. Course, I mean, we all know that because Steve corrects me. <laughs> While Cody is Googling... There's a Washington Post by Gina Rich article, and then there's a National Geographic by Nina Strocklick and Riley D. Champine. Totally nailed You nailed those. <laughs> the Great Depression wasn't until 1929, so that doesn't... Oh, okay. So then uh, Slate.com by Mo- Michael Waters, and then The Atlantic... There is a article by Noah Y. Kim. So I really dug around to kind of compile this information from a lot of different sources. And we'll we'll throw links to these articles and whatever in, in the show notes. So if you want to read them yourself, you can just click them in there. So child labor laws didn't go into effect until after the Great Depression. And I remember that now because they were being exploited. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things that kids got to do while kids, they were home quarantined. Kids you got get a to fucking work. job. Yeah. And they made, I mean, we're talking cents. Yeah. A day. I mean. I mean, I mean, what would you pay a 10-year-old to, show a pair, <laughs> to sew up a pair of sneakers, you know? Exactly. So they started closing things down when, when the flu happened. They started quarantining, just like we did today. They closed schools. And they told the kids, what we're going to do is we're going to call you on the phone and have a consultation about really? your lessons. Yeah. Even back then? Yeah. And I didn't even know they had phones back then. So, well, I guess, I guess, yeah, because we we kind of passed the, I don't know my history. Oh, I'm, I'm shut so up. bad. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, because so. I was talking to my husband about this, and he's like, well, the phone was invented by them, so they could, and I'm like, Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I mean, when did, when did our, uh, crap, now I can't, when did the Industrial Revolution start? 17. 1700? Or Just 17. Just seven, <laughs> the year 17. Yeah. It was Jesus. And he was just like, look, folks, stuff. <laughs> That's our new T-shirt. Jesus, look, folks. Just like little chap above Jesus with his arms spread out. Um, Industrial Revolution was yeah about seventeen sixty eighteen. Really? <laughs> so seventeen was correct. So yeah, so I we went. had we had phones, we had engines, we had yeah computers. We had stuff. We didn't have computers. So they started closing things down. The problem was uh, Philadelphia got hit the hardest because they said, yeah, we're going to close stuff down. But then they had a parade yeah, they had with like over 200,000 people freaking parade. and so many people what was, fucking died. I can't. They were protesting World War One. An idiots, man. Yeah. So they had the most death rates by far. And because of things like that, where the government was kind of hiding this a little bit or not really admitting how big this was back then and it's not like there was the internet that you could just look it up and see you know other right. people's you accounts just had that of what's little happening. newsy kid on the corner going extra extra come exactly. and read all about it see exactly. roosevelt says there's no virus see <laughs> so unlike today where i feel like uh it's kind of bonding us online a lot more people started become distrustful and not only were they isolating because of quarantine, but they started not trusting outside sources. That's weird. Which got scary. That's kind of like now. A little bit with a certain Cheeto. (laughs) So there was a 15-year-old's girl diary that they found, and her name was Violet. And when she heard that school was closing in Seattle... She said, good idea. I'll say it is. The only cloud in my sky is that board will, which is school. You need to read it in like the accent of like the 1920s reporters. Good idea. I'll say it is. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. He's a so, regular old Charlie, that one. So she was super excited that school was closed until she, of course, got bored. Because what the, what do you do? You don't even have the internet. Like, like, Yeah. You're you live in the 1918s. You're bored. Like. So she spent hours sewing a dress to wear to school when it reopened, and then she was experimenting with new recipes from the local paper, which is so much like what's happening now with yeah, people on I'm Pinterest. Learn to, I'm going to learn to sew. And I'm going to learn to cook. She produced a particularly dreadful batch of fudge, half of which she ended up throwing out. And yeah, just just boredom. A lot of kids had to work. The a teacher complains that she had pretty much spent like what felt like a month on the phone trying to get a hold of kids to do their lessons and talk to them. Back when they're like, operator, give me Yukon yeah. two, please. <laughs> yeah. And she didn't get a hold of a single student oh, in a geez. whole month because they're just like, peace out. Not I gotta that, get a like, job. <laughs> like like you just had a home phone. And it was one of those where you hold it up to your ear and you like speak into the wall. <laughs> so boring. Uh, That's crazy. And no voicemail. How frustrating would that be as a teacher? There's no voicemail. No. You can't just be like, hey, call me back. Yeah. Like, what the, 
You just have to keep trying and trying. Or just assume your students are all dead. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing that was scary about then is that's that's a huge part of the age group that that are in trouble are the younger people. Whereas now with the coronavirus, it's mostly affecting old, the old guys, old, old and, peoples. Yeah, the immunocompromised. In Utah, the average death age is 74 now. But back then, it was much, much younger, which oh, is yeah. scary. Yeah, your life expectancy. So they wanted like those kids in their 30. home. Yeah, yeah. So they also had this weird thing called a speller board, which I'm going to show Cody a picture of it. Uh, you just slide different letters onto this wheel to spell different words. It looks actually really cool. <laughs> You're such a nerd. I'm going to make one. <laughs> I am going to make one. I'm going to 3D print one of these. Maybe, we should get, maybe, maybe I should design one of these and we can 3D print that and get that away. <laughs> As our reward. It's like an abacus. It's like an abacus. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a spelling abacus. On uh, a Christmas story. Ovaltine. It's like an Ovaltine decoder ring. Oh, it kind of looks like that. Yeah. What it kind of looks like. Yeah, and it actually says drink more Ovaltine. Does it really? Right? No. <laughs> so some of the jobs they had was uh, delivering newspapers, helping on farms, working in factories. Uh, so they didn't change until 1930 is when they started regulating how much Have you ever looked at a picture work. of like an eight-year-old back then? They look 40. <laughs> They're all ripped. They're smoking. <laughs> you know, they've got a bottle of whiskey in their hands. Oh, that's so sad. So there was a lot of loneliness, a lot of fear. Uh, families started to starve to death in some places because people were too scared to bring them food. Mm -hmm. They were afraid that they were going to get infected. So... Uh, one guy says from his North Carolina hometown that people would come up and look in your window and holler to see if you were still alive is about all, he said. They wouldn't come in. So they'd just be like, hey, you alive in there? Yo, you guys kicking? And Cool. I wonder what would happen if they weren't. Like, I don't know. Bring out your dead. I don't know what they would do. That's weird, man. Yeah. So, yeah, people, they weren't attending schools, much like now. The mm -hmm. kids are just like, mm-mm, nope. <laughs> school. I don't need to do that. Which is kind of like those those kids I told you about in China that, like, all their homework was done through this app on the App Store. So they all got together and gave it, like, a one-star review, <laughs> and it got hit with thousands of, and it got removed from the App Store. They, like, got their homework removed. <laughs> so genius. So uh, ads actually back then were making way more money unlike now because they would say things like all dressed up but no place to go pass the time away with a nice box of candy <laughs> they would sell candy which is the opposite of where everyone's complaining in this quarantine oh i'm eating too much oh well it's true because i mean there is a food shortage i mean if we're talking globally there is a food shortage there is yeah i haven't heard that yeah th yeah some countries are having a lot of trouble because not that production's down it's the transportation. Oh. And then the, like, Idaho, did you hear about their giant potato mountain? No. <laughs> they don't so have sad. anywhere to ship them because demand is down. Speaking People aren't eating French fries. That's what it is. Wow. So literally, you can drive up to Idaho Get a truck full and of just bags of potatoes. Mikel's family lives in Idaho. Oh. So usually around this time, we get like a giant like bag of potatoes. But anyways. I, well, you know what? I'm going to add on to that. You've heard of like the, the big potato famine in yeah. Ireland. Do you know the reason for that? Animals? No. 
It's because they had existing agreements to ship potatoes overseas. Oh, so, so they like, were starving so us like out. So like 90% of their potato production left the country. <laughs> and that's why they <laughs> that's had this bullshit. huge famine. It's because <laughs> that's it was just, so dumb. Isn't that weird? Yeah. All right. So a lot of restaurants, um, actually all restaurants were still considered essential service back then because most people didn't have ice boxes. You had to be more well off to like store food at home. So people relied on restaurants in order to eat. And they did make tables be spaced 20 feet apart oh, wow. in restaurants, which is a lot more than today. So that had what, like five tables? Probably. But they also had them scald their dishes with hot water, which is good. They're cleaning their dishes now, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they also started limiting the degree of which uh, certain things that could be sold, like ice cream and alcohol were big ones. Because sometimes people would just come in for some ice cream or for a drink, and they're like, no, 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 we don't want you just hanging out and taking up our table spaces that are 20 meal. feet apart if you're not here because you need to eat food. Yeah. So unlike ours, where we just shut down the restaurants, they limited what could be sold at those restaurants. Smart. A lot of people, places started mandating flu masks. Um, and actually, which is, this is genius even today. Women, women, listen to this. Back then, when creepy men were coming on to women, like in a near empty train, because everyone's staying at home and you were scared, then they would pretend to sneeze to deflect unwanted male attention, <laughs> which is genius. Even now, like if some creepy yeah, guy is yeah, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to use that. That's amazing. Didn't they make it a law to wear a mask? Yeah. Some like some it places law. it was a law. Uh, some people had this machine that they would go around and spray people with. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, here we go. Look at this. San Francisco, October 24th, an ordinance compelling the wearing of gauze masks by every person in San Francisco as a means of preventing the spread of the influenza epidemic. The total number of cases of Spanish influenza in California passed 50,000 by the time they made a law. It's crazy. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to tell my daughter, I was like, I was like, wearing a mask isn't weird for our country. It was a law at one point. Yeah, Iowa mandated it in churches, streetcars with limited to 75 people. Um, yeah, a lot of places mandated it. One of the cities said that three people were shot for not wearing a mask. There was another one that if you sneezed, spit, or coughed outside, you would get fined $10. Ten dollars in nineteen eighteen. It was like a imagine walking by a cough and you have to cough. And you're like, <laughs> so or, or like hard. a sneeze. How do you hold a sneeze yeah. in? Oh, your eyes are just watering. So not everywhere did did they have that fear of the government hiding stuff from them? Because some places, much like today, they jumped on it really fast. And uh, when they reopened things back up, some people reopened them up too fast. Mm -hmm. And they had a huge spike in deaths. It's almost like we haven't learned from history. Some places I feel like haven't. Yeah. And I'm glad Utah seems to be one that's slowly rolling things out in phases. Mm -hmm. Texas is opening bars this week. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. After they had their single biggest day jump in cases. 
Thank, so, hey, Texas, thanks th- th- thanks for being the <laughs> test case for us all. We appreciate it. <laughs> going to watch and see what happens. So after six weeks of lockdown, public gathering places in Seattle finally started reopening for business. And Violet, little sweet 15-year-old Violet. Yeah, says, how's she doing? School opens this week. Thursday, did you ever? As if they couldn't have waited till Monday. <laughs> Classic Violet. Fucking Violet, shut up. Classic. At least you're still alive. Overly dramatic Violet. How's, <laughs> how's that dress, Violet? Did you get that done? <laughs> maybe that's why she's like, maybe we can wait till Monday because I haven't finished anything. I slacked off. I was too busy eating my box of candy. I was, I was too busy spending time with my box of candies. <laughs> yeah, kids were mostly just busy doing jobs and labor and chores. And so, yeah, if your kids are complaining, be like, "Look, how about I send you out something? Let me send you out for a full day's work. I'll give you a pack of cigarettes. They need to be smoked before you get home. You know." <laughs> Go get some firewood. And then you tell me I'm being unfair by limiting your Roblox to three hours a day. <laughs> which we had to do in our house. Stupid Fortnite. Fork knife. Yeah, I'd, I'd have a talk with Aubrey after her and Lily's like last Roblox session. Oh, that's the not, not the last we've... one. Uh, Thursday. The one that went till 10, <laughs> which is the latest we've ever let her stay up at this house. Yeah. So like I asked Aubrey, I was like, Aubrey, have you done anything but Roblox today? Uh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I was like, so I like clocked her the next day at like six hours. And I was like, so I sat her down. It was like late at night. And I sat her and I was like, look, I'm coming to you from a point of understanding. <laughs> I was like, you know, I get sucked into video games. Uh huh. You know that at times I play video games way too much. Uh huh. You know that growing up, I played World of Warcraft twelve hours a day. Sometimes. Uh huh. You've been playing Roblox for six hours. We're gonna cut it back to three hours. She has four hours total of video games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, look, if school's in session and all this other stuff, and you wanted to like spend a Saturday playing, I'm with you. I'm totally there. I was like, but we're not doing anything. <laughs> And I, I told her, I was like, do you see me play video games? I, I haven't touched my PlayStation in a month. What? I just I just have no desire to like, I don't know what it is. That's not a good sign, And Cody. I was like, I was like, you know, like I haven't been playing video games because. What have you been doing? Just other stuff that'll keep my mind fresh that's like productive. You know, just anything. You're not slipping into a deep depression. No, no, it, it, I probably, if I was playing video games for 10 hours a day, that's when you could probably <laughs> be like, all right, coding needs a little help. But I told her, I was like, I was like, look, just follow my lead. If I'm not playing video games that much, maybe we should come back for you. You know, mm-hmm. anyways. and she was totally understanding. That's but, good. Yeah. I mean, I'd much rather be a kid now than in 1918 when like, the hardest thing I have to do is like walk from the kitchen to the living room so I can keep watching the office. Yeah. Sweep, sweep and carry wood for the fire and make dinner. Hey, Billy, go down to the store and give me some of those candies, please. <laughs> what do you want, mom? They only have two. Just give me whatever one they have in stock, please. Did they have toilet paper back then? They did. Was it all sold out? You want to know what's funny? I'm going to show you an ad. You want to know how they used to advertise toilet paper? 
Splinter, splinter free. Oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> no way. Oh, that hurts me. Oh, I'm cringing. That hurts everybody. Look at this. Splinter free toilet paper didn't exist until the 30s. Oh, what the fuck? What were they using? Oh, what is that? <laughs> is that like rolled up wood? What the hell yeah, is basically. that? Basically, I mean, that looks like a. <laughs> like it a looks like a little log. log. But. Because I mean, Just that's basically up. what it was. They didn't. They didn't have the ability to pulp. Wood. Did they have paper? They did, but if you think about it, back then, like like their processes and whatever weren't the same as now. You couldn't make soft paper. You know, paper was meant to last. You made it hard with splinters. So either everyone had splinters or a poopy butthole all the time. It was a company you'd be like. Be like, hey Billy, how you doing? Oh, I just pulled a splinter <laughs> out of my anus, but I'm fine. Like. Oh, man, not only did they have the flu, but they had splinters in their toilet paper. <laughs> That's oh, a bigger story, man. folks. That's a bigger story than what we're doing. All right. So I was supposed to do the opposite end of the research and research kind of what's going on with kids now, which is kind of hard because kind of like Jen, she's relying on journalists to basically write this stuff. And Violet. And Violet. With her like, beautiful dress. But she spent too much time eating candy. <laughs> So I've had to kind of like scour to kind of like find stuff. And I found, I found this, it was a, it was an article in the Washington post, but it was about kids all over the country that have started their own newspapers. Oh, that's another thing they did all day was just like magazines, newspapers sold out like crazy back then. You know, it's funny. Like, like, Old people today are like, everyone's on their phones. I wish people would be more <laughs> like, just on but there are pictures of like when newspapers were out and everyone standing on the corner with their face in a newspaper and, and old people complain then newspapers are ruining our kids. <laughs> and before that, when movable type was invented, do you know what old people complained about? Kids are going to fry their brains reading books. <laughs> like this argument's been like literally forever. That's amazing. But so this article is on these kids and I mean, all over the country, just these kids that either with like a group of their friends or alone have started publishing their own newspapers so that they can remember. Oh, that's coronavirus. So cute. little pictures of themselves drawn and little kid drawings. The Cutter Mill Chronicle. Like, Cutter Mills. <laughs> the groundhog was wrong. Like, it's really cool. And, like, some of these are, like, laid out really nice with memes. And some of these are, like, hand-drawn. That's so creative and adorable. Like, like I love the, it. The Butterfly News. A dollar. Yeah. Get over yourself. <laughs> I wouldn't buy that for a dollar. So, yeah. So, I was reading about all these kids who are, like, doing newspapers, which is kind of cool. So, I mean, we all kind of know what kids are doing now. So, I thought it would be... I mean, kids are playing video games. They're doing school online, which I was reading about school online that some kids are doing where, like, one person's, like, kid's teacher, like, would call four or five times a day with, like, here's a writing prompt and here's some more work for a kid in the fifth grade. Do you know how much work my daughter does on a daily basis for school? Under three hours. Uh, that sounds about most of I was reading stories about people who were like just buried because like, because like I heard like parents complaining, like I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I don't teach school at home. I'm not a teacher. I don't. And I was like, what are they talking about? 
some of these schools are like assigning a lot of work. Hmm. Not cool. No, get with the times. These are rough times as it is. So I found some quotes from some little kids that I thought were kind of funny. Um, this one kid, age 13, said, Mom, this social distancing is awesome. I don't have to wear pants at all this month. <laughs> Which is exactly how I feel that. Another mom said that the way that she knew that the coronavirus was throwing her kids off, one of her kids asked her when lunch was at 8.30 p.m. at night. Which <laughs> <laughs> is kind of funny. Um, this other kid, age five, said, Mom, did you know that if you play in mud and then don't wash your hands, you'll get grown-up virus? Grown-up virus. <laughs> you don't want that? I don't want that. And so, I mean, really, I feel bad because I really couldn't find a lot. I found some, some like, conference, some, like, I guess, tweets about, like, parents having to be teachers at home, which we've always operated with the whole idea that, like, the teacher's only half of the situation mm-hmm. the parents are the other half like like parents who send their kids to school and are just like it's the teacher's job and i have nothing to do with it when they're with you it's you when they're with me it, you know mm-hmm. like like we strongly feel that like no like teaching is a team effort yeah and it has to be teacher and the parents working together i think that the how tech savvy the teacher is is playing a huge role on oh, that right now sure. Because one of my other friends whose kid is about Lily's age, so I think he's either, he's in fifth grade or sixth grade, but she has had to submit his schoolwork multiple times. Oh, really? The same assignment over Ooh. and over and over because the teacher will claim, oh, he didn't do this. And she'll look and see it, that it was sent, and like, re- they're right there. It. Yeah. And she said, like, she's always been a huge, like, a appreciate teachers they're amazing and i know half the learning should be done at home but how the tech yeah like how many times do i have to send you the same exact we've done our part don't make us do more in the beginning her teacher would send these like hyperlinks to like some like flash animation that (laughs) like doesn't work like you can't send a link to a flash and you have to send a link to the web page that the flash animation is on so my daughter would be like, this link doesn't work. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's do a little investigative work. Let's try to figure out what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and figure it out. But her, her teacher's doing, like, they read The Giver. Like, they all just got done mm. reading The Giver. And then they watched it as a class on Zoom. Oh, that's adorable. And then I love that. they all decided that they all wanted to do a writing assignment where they all wrote a movie and then filmed it. So at like one o'clock today, Aubrey had to get on Zoom so she could like film her part of like this little movie. That's so cute. So her teacher. That's amazing. Her teacher's absolutely awesome. Um, This this one mom tweeted, you know, at every parent teacher conference ever, you know, I want passion in my kids, a joie de vivre, the desire to question everything. But at home with coronavirus, just shit down. Sit down, shut down, <laughs> sit down, shut up. I'll ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not saying I'm going to suck at homeschooling my kids, but my daughter just asked, Dad, what's a synonym? And I replied, it's a spice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, um, the one thing I did want to touch on, because I kind of noticed this on Aubrey, was silent signs that your kid is stressed. Because mm. a lot of times we only, I mean, we really only look at behaviors being good or bad, right? Are they following the rules? They're fine. They're good. Mm-hmm. Are they breaking the rules? They need attention. 
Um, but especially now, a lot of kids and a lot of adults, we're stressed. Yeah. I was listening to one, one podcast and they had a doctor on and they were talking about like effects of coronavirus. And she was like, one of the biggest negative effects I've seen in patients is lack of short-term memory. Mm. Because you're not getting the input of different things every day. Is that why I can't think of words ever? That's me oh right now. Oh my god! Literally right now. All day. <laughs> we uh we had we had a Mother's Day like luncheon up at my mother in law's house, like social distancing. We're all kind of spread out or whatever. I was trying to think of the word therapeutic. <laughs> I couldn't think of it, and I couldn't think <laughs> of a synonym. You know, so I was just like uh, uh uh like a like a medicine, but it's like a for a thing, and I just stopped talking. I was just done. So so here's here's some signs that your kids. Are stressed. A big one is withdrawal. Mm. Not wanting to interact with people, not wanting to interact with the family, maybe getting sucked into things. Withdrawal because we're not getting all that social interaction. Um, if you notice your kids are really withdrawn, try to figure out what it is that's taking their attention and maybe limit that so that they can have more interaction with the family. And that might be something you have to do as a parent because I know, I know there are some days where I'm just like, man, I just want to sit here play Animal Crossing, throw on some stupid show, mm-hmm. and just ignore everything. Um, one that my daughter's really struggling with is disrupted sleep. Mm. Now, she's, over the last year or so, she's kind of developed some sleep issues. Um, and so that's like totally like magnified now. We pushed her bedtime back to 10. Whoa. Know, from 9. We Don't set an alarm in the morning. Mm. You know, we just kind of let her get up and do her thing. Well, last night she like comes out, it's like 1230. She's like, dad, I can't sleep. And I was like, all right, you need to think about your day. I was like, you're, you're of the age where you need to start like figuring out like cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Think about your day. What did you do today? Well, you spent, you know, three hours playing Roblox, an hour playing Animal Crossing, You went outside on your scooter for 30 minutes and you can't sleep. So what do you need to do? It's like, oh, I probably need to exercise. I was like, yeah. I was like, take some melatonin, but I want you to set your alarm for 9 a.m. and actually get up. Mm-hmm. Get up, and then you need to get some exercise tomorrow. I guarantee you're going to sleep better. Mm-hmm. And so now the rule is, you know, we limit video games. She has to set an alarm in the morning. She has to get up and do her thing. Um, another sign of stress is abdominal pain. Um. Some kids, as they get kind of stressed, they can kind of withhold their bowel movements or whatever. Mm. Um, usually because they're focused on something else or they're worried. I mean, when you're stressed, you don't think of like the day-to-day stuff that you need to do. Um, so just give them some coffee? Just coffee or some Mexlax. Just lock <laughs> Mex-lax. them in the bathroom. <laughs> Good luck, bud. Um, another one is canker sores. I get those really bad when I'm stressed. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. My, my stepdaughter had canker sores like a month ago. Yeah. Um, Mikkel gets them really bad with her anxiety. and so That's we have weird. Like, I never correlated that. We have like prescription canker medicine that's amazing. It's like now that you say that, there was a, did you, there was like a stressful time when that was happening? Was there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get them anytime I'm stressed, I get a that's canker sore. That's so sore. weird. It's, yeah. And I never would have thought not allergic to peanuts, but if I eat peanuts, I get canker sores. Mm. Don't ask. Um, potty changes. Leg pain is another sign that you're stressed. Um, 
I guess it's because, um, you know, the body's full of all these nerves or whatever, and stress can trigger some of these pathways and cause pain and other things. So if your kids have like leg aches or whatever, could be a sign of stress. Mm. How you relieve that stress is going to differ on you and your style and your kids and what works. What works with my daughter is teasing her because she loves to tease back. <laughs> She's got a quick wit about her. So like this morning, she was tired. She was grumpy. So what did I do? I teased her. About five minutes later, back to normal, <laughs> happiest. That's that's how my two-year-old is. Like she was supposed to be napping, and she I heard her playing with the baby gate at her door because she's in a toddler bed. So I opened my door that I'm self-quarantining in with my mask on so she can't really read my expression. And I'm like, go to bed. And she like puts her purse lips together and just glares at me. And so I glare back at her and she slowly starts smiling and closes the door really slow. But I heard her like run back and jump in bed. But yeah, she does really well. Like when she's mm -hmm. pulling her angry faces or acting pouty, if I do it back, then mm -hmm. she can't help but laugh and kind of like say, no, mom. And yeah. She loves it. So yeah, look for those signs. Kids being stressed is like a big issue. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure kids are happy. Okay. It's not 1918. Okay, like limit access to electronics. Loosen your rules at home. You don't have to be strict right now. No. Because you're not strict with yourself. I guarantee it. Yeah, you fat ass. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I guarantee. <laughs> but seriously, everyone has taken a break on so much yeah, stuff. Yeah, I guarantee at least two or three days last week, you were all in your PJs all day. And you jumped onto that Zoom call while in bed. <laughs> okay. So like, let's, let's kind of loosen things up. Like, and another one that's like, like, yeah, buy the sweets, buy the candy, buy the treats. It provides such a psychological boost. It's been proven. And also, I know it's super hard to date right now. <laughs> so hard. But you need to still date your spouse. Mm -hmm. There was a night where we ended up with Lily an extra night that wasn't expected. And we'd had planned like food ordered in with a candle at the table and a one candle a one, so yeah romantic. that's right and it's even the woodwick do you have those oh so they're noisy. so it crackles yeah. like a fire and we told her we're having a date so stay upstairs don't come down unless something's broken or you're bleeding <laughs> or put on a jacket with tails and come serve us dinner as a little butler but that's not really, <laughs> no, <laughs> they would drop something. They would like, no. Hey, that's on them, okay? <laughs> that's their job. Like, you think I'm going to tip you after this? This is a horrible service. You're fired. You started crying. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like it's, because it's been hard. Like, you don't want to right now. You don't even, like, have a hard time finding stuff to do for your like, kids. I, okay. I was a total asshole and I feel bad because the other day Mikkel's like, hey, do you want to have a date night? And I looked at her and said, and go where and do what? <laughs> and she's like, well, we could just like watch TV and like, like have dinner as we're having dinner. And, <laughs> and I, I was, I was a total asshole because I was just like, 
What are you on? <laughs> You're like, like right now. What are we fucking doing? Right As I've now? got like sweats on, I've, that are like molding your to my body because I've had them on for like five days, <laughs> and like you can tell what I've eaten because it just stains everywhere. Is this not good enough for you? No, no, no. Do I not make you? Am I not attractive? Like Does my this not impress you? Out, passing gas. Oh, Cody. Welcome to. Welcome to my house. <laughs> That's another thing. Dress up like you're going on a date. Oh. And you'll start to like do it and be like, is this necessary? This is, is this really? I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Do it anyway because you want to be attracted and attractive to your person. To your person. Yes, it's important. <laughs> Where's my person? I need my person. Hey, there's... We, I didn't want to say husband or wife, you He's know, a partner, about yeah, partner, Better significant half. other, worst half, ah. your worst half, <laughs> but do it, do something different. It's important, but it's hard though. I understand. Don't leave your kids out, like, well, like not a, of date night, but like, like, oh, okay, if you're gonna have date night, like, you also need to do something with your kids, yeah, something fun. You don't something, have to do it the same day, something but. totally out of left field, like. You know, I don't know, like stuff. I, I had no I uh, my stepdaughter because I was going, I always mix puree, for example, asparagus and pea puree mixed with apple and pumpkin and yogurt. And then I make it into a popsicle and my daughter. What the? <laughs> These are like, like it just gets worse. Like why'd you make it into a, that's like, that's like, Hey, do you guys want a steak? Here's a and steak then, popsicle. Here's a steak with peanut butter on it. Uh, steak and peanut butter. Actually very well together. <laughs> Check any of the sous vide subreddits. Oh no. Peanut butter and steak. Like it tenderizes steak so much. That's peanut butter weird. And steak. But anyway, so I make these disgusting but healthy popsicles that my daughter loves because she's not had really real popsicles. Hey, little girl, so you want a popsicle? A happy, fun time, <laughs> cold thing to put in your mouth? Are you all dressed up with nowhere to go? Do you happen to like the taste of asparagus? <laughs> I was making that, and you have to like mix them and like squeeze them into these popsicle holders. Why do you have to squeeze them. Because they're the opening's really skinny, so you have this like how um, chunky is your puree? Oh, it's, it's asparagus. It's super like that's, thick. That's not a puree. It's <laughs> that's paste. It's a mash. So I was making these, and I asked my stepdaughter while she was on her tablet, "Do you want to come down and make popsicles for your sister while she's napping?" And she's like, "Yeah," because it's messy, and they get to squeeze it, and plus they're making food for their sibling. And she was like, remember that one time where we made one that was just like bananas and strawberries and Oh, yogurt? like a good one. Yeah. And I said, yeah. And she said, can we do one of those next time for me? <laughs> so I said, I guess, sure. And she's like looking at Finley like, I'm not helping you out, kid. You're stuck with this. Yeah, exactly. And she would smell some of them and pull a face and then jump them in there. And then guess what Finley asks for a lot now? popsicles well yeah and okay if, if you treat your kid like a dog and all they get is the same thing every day oh boy they're gonna be excited when they have food wow you're giving me food let's get excited every time their food's not good uh so anyway you could do things i'm that gonna are... slip some candy to your kid <laughs> i'm gonna give her a sweet tooth she got to have a little slice of s'mores pie today 
She doesn't get all Finish that. Finish your popsicle. Things. Yeah, <laughs> you can have some real pie. So just random things like that that you would normally do yourself. Just think, could they help you? Is it going to be kind of a pain in the ass because it's going to be more mess for you to clean up? Probably, but is it worth them learning Look, something, and doing something? That, like, what What are you in a rush for? What do you need to like have things cleaned Where quick for? Where are you going? For? Like, who's coming over? Really? No one's coming over. Like, you don't need to vacuum every day. <laughs> like, it can go. Like, the dishes don't need to be done every day. Like, I get it. A lot of people are bored, but like, relax. <laughs> okay, relax. I'd rather have like a family that's alive than have like, I guess I don't have to pick one or the other, huh? Mm. I don't know where I was going with that. I'd rather. I'd rather have my family alive than have a clean house. (laughs) So put that vacuum away, or I'm going to murder you. (laughs) Oh man, no, it's it's like your kids don't have the outlet or the choice. Coronavirus. That's not a symptom. Or a symptom of coronavirus. Either is sore throat. That is actually. Yeah, it is. Nope, I rewrote it. (laughs) The kids can't think of all these things, and they don't know what you want to help with. Like, Lily tried to offer my husband help when he was outside working on sprinklers, and she said, I don't don't know how to help you. And he said, sometimes just sitting out here and talking is nice. Which she's great at. Yeah. (laughs) Which is sad because he said she was talking like, normal like she does when it's just me and her but as soon as it's like all three of us boom it's it's he puts on an act yeah yeah because there's an Almost audience every time i don't get it oh she'll grow out of it or she won't do you have any segments i have a one up me too Could we explain to the folks so a one-up is where you had an awesome moment as a parent. And a game over is where you had a crappy moment. All right, Jen. What do you got? So, my mind, I always pre-plan things. I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. And I see schools shutting down. There's a possibility for stress, depression. This is going to be a long time. So, what we should do is have my stepdaughter wake up at normal school times, get dressed like she would to go to school. Go catch a bus. <laughs> Ride it around the block. <laughs> do her schoolwork. Uh, have scheduled breaks, you know, like you would for recess. Kind of like... Like a routine for her. You guys like use like a bell app on your phone to like act like the bell at school. <laughs> no. So that was what was in my mind. But she has two real parents that aren't step parents. You're, you're a real parent. You're not make believe. In that sense, I am a real parent. <laughs> well, and you also have another kid. That's true. <laughs> so at she's at her mom's most of the time. Mm-hmm. So she just kind of gets up. She stays in her pajamas. She does her schoolwork in bed a lot of the time, which to me, that means you're going to get depressed because you're in bed all day. It's not good. And the first couple days she was here for school, I would say things like, if you got dressed, you usually are going to be more productive and like kind of oh, hint would, at things. I would hate you as a stepmom. 
Hey, if you if you just get your ass out of bed and put on some real clothes, so everything will change. Stop being a lazy piece of shit. So I realized that I had this expectation in my mind. And I said, stop it. And then I stopped it. And to I who, Lily? To everybody. Oh, whoa. I didn't I didn't mention it again to Steve after the first kind of shouldn't we make her? Shouldn't we da da da? Because she was getting her schoolwork done by the end of the day. Yeah. She would take breaks on her own. That's good. And she was in a good mood. That's like perfect. Yeah. So I shoved aside my thoughts and expectations and worries and reminded myself I'm not the main parents here. And plus, sometimes things can go different and they're still okay. And it's been working out amazing. So I think that's a big one up that I like shut myself up, even though it was really hard. And I learned when to disengage mm-hmm. healthily and she's doing great. She's been finishing her work and getting good grades and she's happy. And I feel like if I would have pushed it, it would have been a fight for it everybody. Been an issue. Yeah. 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 Kind of like, kind of like when you, when you like start to like, you know what, I'm going to go do the dishes. And then your spouse comes up and is like, Hey, can you do the dishes? And you're just like, no, no. hell no. Who do you think Why you are? You, say that? you don't own me. <laughs> like you don't tell like, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aubrey's been really good. She has the, out of everyone in the house, she has the best work ethic. I mean, you know, <laughs> my awesome. work ethic is like, do it when you have to. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> like when you're about to get in trouble for it, not being done. I like, I like, I like, Thrive and like or thrive on that stress. You know? <laughs> Bring on the cankers. So the opposite of and me. the poopy pants. <laughs> um, so like Aubrey's whole thing is, I tell her like, look, you gotta get up and get dressed. You gotta do your schoolwork. You gotta read for thirty minutes. You gotta do your chore. You gotta get exercise. If you've knocked those five things out, I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. anything you want. Um, I had to put. I had to put that limit on Roblox. And then she, she got this, uh, she asked her grandma, um, my ex's mom for like a craft, like something she could do. Mm. So they sent this like kit, like a model kit to build like a little chocolate store. This thing is like, like you can make chocolate. No, like you make like, like the building and like, Oh, cute. that sounds so fun. So it's kind of like this is all just chocolate. Um, maybe I should do like DIY. See, that works. Yeah. So one of these. It's actually this one right here. So that's adorable. Here's the thing, though. Um. It doesn't have instructions. Oh, man. So it's a DIY miniature chocolate shop. Like, like. Oh, it's so tiny. Like you fold up like all the individual boxes of chocolate. Oh, my goodness. And you have to build the furniture. It's so cute. And like, like the instructions are literally like, it'll be like a picture of like some parts and then a finished chair. <laughs> so it's kind of like, have you ever been on the subreddit, the rest of the owl? No. Have you seen that? So it's like it's like when you were a kid and you got those books that were like, teach you how to draw. And it's like step one, draw a circle. Step two, <laughs> add an oval. Step four, 
the rest of the fucking hour. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, how do I get from there to there? So she's been working out for a while. So I told her this weekend, I was like, look, you need to spend less time in Roblox. Your grandma wants to see this done. Yeah. You need to like work on this. She got a lot of it done. A lot of it done. But I was like, she always asks for crafts and she never finishes them. <laughs> I'm like, guess what? It's time to finish them. Yeah. Let's get them done. I took your advice and got a whiteboard for Lily's room and it's been amazing. That's been a lifesaver because sometimes I forget things that she's supposed to do and I'm sick of being the fallback for everybody in this house. So I just write, you need to write stones. You need to make so-and-so thank you card on Mm -hmm. the board. And then. Yep. In our house, we have a family calendar on the front of the fridge. And then Aubrey has her own calendar on the side of the fridge. That looks like chores, events coming up, whatever. It's pretty well. It's awesome. Well, I give you a one up. And a game over for your nasty ass popsicles. <laughs> so you're just going to have to take that one. I would say that's a one up because they're fruit and vegetables <laughs> and yogurt. Oh, that's like. Oh. <laughs> have you eaten one? Uh, the yogurt part's good. Nope, nope. Have you eaten one of those nasty popsicles? I've tried a bite and they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough for the kid though. Yeah, she loves them. All right. So I have a one up. So, um, we got our stimulus from the government and I gave my daughter 60 bucks because I mean, we got $500 for her. So might as well give her 10% of that. So just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Here's 60 bucks. The government gave us free money. We paid off debt. Here's some free money. Mm -hmm. Do what you want. So, uh, we go to Target and she buys these little things called hex bucks, which are these little, they, they look like kind of like weird little bugs. They've got like a plastic, a hard plastic body, and then they have like these really soft rubber feet. I'm going to have to show you because you're going to look at me like a dog trying to like figure out where a dog whistle is coming from for the rest of the podcast. What about our podcasters? Mm-hmm. How are they going to not look at you like a dog whistle? I'll put a, I'll put a little link in there. So these are little hex bucks. And you have a lot of links you've committed to. I know, like like the podcast is mostly just links. All right, so there's there are these little... These little toys, I think a video might be helpful. The great podcasting. Is, <laughs> they're grown men. So, so they're these little toys. Ew, and, they look like cockroaches. Right. And the Ew, I don't like the them. The feet are like really soft rubber, kind of like, you know. How a cockroach. You know how you have like the rubber bristles in your toothbrush? To like polish your teeth, like cockroaches. So they use these little feet, and they vibrate. And as they vibrate, those feet push them forward. They skitter Mm -hmm. like a bug. So, (laughs) so she she ended up buying one, and then we went back to Target, and then she bought two more, and then we bought one for the cat we fostered. That's now my dad's cat, because you can put it on the floor, and it'll just keep going. Well, there's no sports. I'm not a sports guy. But I occasionally like it when Mikhail's like, hey, let's watch a jazz game. Let's watch a, you know, U of U game. Let's do it. So I was like, you know what? I've got nothing to do. Aubrey's got nothing to do. Let's have some fun. <laughs> so I went in her room, kicked her off her, her computer, and I was like, come on, we're going to do this. So we tested out and built a racetrack out of Legos. <laughs> 
So like like it's got no bottom, so the bottom's just the floor. So it's just kind of like the walls. Mm. And we like tested out like how to do a corner to make sure they can get through there. And then we spent a good hour and a half putting each one through a qualifying stage <laughs> to figure out what their time is so that we could figure out their pole position. <laughs> and then we put all three of them in a race together. And I, I like I brought, you know, I was like the broadcaster, like, hold on, come through the inside. We got, and each of them had names. I think we had like flamethrower and like icebreaker. And then I named one Bob because you got to have one like that. We had a blast because they would overtake each other and someone would get stuck and turn around. That's awesome. And we just like played with these like stupid little hex bugs. And she had like a paper and we're keeping track of stats and like putting everything through like two or three qualifying so we can get like a really good average in time. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And it kind of like, yeah, it, it like, it was scratched that itch for something sports related and something fun to do. So it was a lot of fun. I, I, I think we both get a one up. I agree. Well, I get a one up. Yeah. Well, folks, I think that does it for us this episode. Yep. Thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate it. Um, those of you that, uh, you know, make time for podcasts kind of make our day. Yeah. I know thanks. people aren't commuting. People aren't listening to podcasts. We appreciate you. We appreciate you tuning in, listening to our stories and hearing about our families. And, and if you have any comments about how your kids are surviving quarantine or, or how your school is doing or questions on like, what the hell do I do with this? You know, my kid is the school bully and now he's home and he's an asshole. <laughs> Anyways, you can send your questions and comments to us at hello at unqualifiedparenting.com. You can find us anywhere. Um, have we hit the deadline for like when we're going to reopen yet? Like when's the last people can get their dates in? May 25th. Get your get your vote in for when the country nationwide will reopen cuz all of our dates are now looking totally bad and not depressing. Possible. Yeah. All. Anyways, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. Check us out. Check out some of the links in our show notes. Um, and congratulations, because you've survived for an out of parenting. Jenna's had too much alcohol and too many of those nasty popsicles. All right, folks. Till next time.